This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. On this episode, we'll go over the types of loans you can get on a second vacation home or a second home, a VRBO or Airbnb rental. It's for the short-term rentals. Let's talk about the types of loans that you can get for the short-term rentals. Uh, two main things I want to talk about. One would be getting the loan as a second home or as a vacation home and the way that lenders would treat that. And the other way would be to get a loan as an investment property and how the lenders might treat that. So if you do go the route of trying to get the loan under your personal name as like a second home or a vacation property, sometimes you can actually get rates and terms that are very similar to a first, like your first home, sometimes like 5, 10, or 15% down, 30-year uh, amortization, and rates that are very comparable to the rates at the, like, that you could get your regular house for. Uh, mortgage rates right now, uh, in August 2022, rates are a lot higher, almost double than what they were a year ago. So now we're looking at rates in the 5 to 6% range compared to like the two to three and a half percent range that we were getting last year so rates are like on the personal home rates they are as good as commercial rates were last year so you're really not getting a much better rate by going the the personal route anymore so now it's more of i would just say find something that works for you like the type of loan or if you have an investment company set up it might work better to get that commercial loan if you can for that and what you'll normally need to do, so say you're whatever the purchase price of the property is, say it's a $100,000 property for easy math. If it's 10% down, you put down $10,000 and you got a loan on the remaining $90,000. That $90,000 would be paid to the bank over the 30-year period. Uh, that's the personal route. If you do the commercial route on investment properties, a lot of these, if they are residential properties that you're buying like you would be with the short-term investment property you're going to have probably a 30-year amortization on that property as well uh, sometimes if you're doing it under investment entity and they're doing more of like a, a portfolio loan sometimes you might see a 25-year amortization on that if they're trying to treat it like a commercial loan typically is and rates are usually a little higher at least from my experience with these commercial rates compared to your personal rates and uh, not saying that's a bad thing sometimes I think there's good things about the commercial the commercial loans uh, some of the good things are that if you do have a commercial loan on a property it gets it off of your personal name and your personal credit because if you buy that second home or the vacation home and it's under your personal name that's going to show up in a credit report it might make refinancing another property down the road a little harder uh, depending on your, your total income and your tax return situation. But it just is something that the banks will look at if you're doing any personal financing later. Commercial loans, though, are completely off of your credit. Uh, you can still guarantee the loan. Like when you're closing, they'll likely have you sign as a personal guarantor on the loan, even for your investment company. But it's not in, built into your credit. It doesn't show up on your credit report. Banks are not going to be doing like your debt to and your debt to income 
ratios that they're typically doing with regular mortgages. And it's nice for that specific loan and then loans going forward. You could have you could have a hundred commercial loans underneath your your commercial entity or commercial loans that you're personally guaranteeing and the banks are not going to know that that you are personally guaranteeing those those loans because they're not actually on your credit. It's the property itself that they're using as collateral to guarantee the loan or to collateralize the loan. And then you are the personal guarantor, but it's not on your credit. Hopefully that makes sense. But if you just went out and got a regular mortgage, uh, those regular mortgages, like personal mortgages under your personal name are going to show up on your credit. I believe there still is the 10 personal home or 10 residential mortgages that you can have in your name. So you are somewhat limited if you want to have more than 10 mortgages in your name and you want to expand your rental portfolio you'd be capped out at 10 mortgages. So that's why we'd want you, want you to you know, get into the portfolio loans, get loans under your investment or your holding company, or get into the properties that are like five units plus where you can get those commercial loans. But if it's your first property, first, second, third property, I would probably look at and, and kind of aim towards whatever terms you're getting or go for the better terms, lower interest rate, longer amortization which is a longer repayment schedule which reduces your monthly cash outflow which increases what you get off the property as cash inflow so sometimes you you can make properties work that might not otherwise have worked uh, on cash flow by getting a longer amortization like instead of doing the 15-year repayment you might have a little bit of a higher interest rate but change it to a 25 or 30-year repayment schedule and then that property might cash flow um, without doing anything else to it before even increase rent or increase income or decrease expenses. So that's what I quickly wanted to go over. If you're buying an investment property as a short-term rental, let's say it's your first one, I would look at two options with your lenders, buying it as a second home or as a vacation home. They probably have specific terms with that or buying it as an investment property and getting in like an investment property loan on it. On the first option, the personal loan might require lower down payment and potentially lower interest rates. The second one would be potentially higher, uh, potentially higher interest rate. Uh, The repayment term might be shorter because of the investment type of loan, and they might need a bigger down payment, like a 25% down instead of a 5, 10, or 15% down. So those are the the two things that I think of when you're getting that short-term rental property, but there's a million different ways to do it, but just to kind of simplify and give you two options there. Hopefully that helps and yeah, use that to increase your wealth and save on your taxes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com. Podcast.com.